Good to have you here. Well, I don't know if you know the name Cindy Lowe. I met Cindy in Swift Current, uh, what, a couple of years ago now? Nearly a couple, yeah, two years ago. Uh, she was a banker before she was a school teacher, and she has taught for years in Swift Current. I met her and her business club of students. What a great young gang of high schoolers uh, they were. Cindy has taught uh, high school financial literacy, finance 20, finance 30. Uh, again, I'm not familiar with the curriculum. But Cindy has been an absolute advocate for ensuring that kids in high school learn the kind of financial literacy knowledge, the way we apply thinking about finance, that really equips us to live better, to understand many of the values. In fact, it's interesting when you ask people, what do you wish you'd learn? Well, I wish I knew how insurance works. I wish I knew about managing money. I wish I knew about filing taxes. I wish I knew about compound interest, the cost of uh, home ownership. Uh, is a new car a good investment, bad investment versus a used car, depreciation? Well, those are all things you do learn in financial literacy. And arguably, just think of your life today. I know you've been out of high school a year or two, decade or okay, many Think back if somebody had sat you down then. So Cindy Lowe, for some time, uh, she actually is the head of a group of school teachers. It's called the Saskatchewan Teachers Business Association. And these are teachers who, like Cindy, teach financial literacy. They have business clubs in high schools. And she started a petition to make mandatory financial literacy courses. And her wish came true. She's been advocating for this for a while. The petition just got going earlier this year. And the provincial government announcing that as of 2024, you will require, as one of your credits to graduate, you will require a financial literacy course. Now, most schools offer it as an elective. And in fact, Cindy Lowe has said in the past, it's not, the uptake is not that strong. Certain number of kids, I don't know if they've got data on how many kids. Well, okay. Cindy reports that in 2020, 2021, and of course that was the tough pandemic time, students of grade 10s, 11, and 12, just under 5% of them took either finance 20 or finance 30. Less than 5% of students. So now it'll become mandatory. And that's a great thing. Now, in terms of credit calculation, they'll be scaling back three English courses instead of five, uh, two social science instead of three, which then allows room for the credits and the financial literacy to be mandatory. I'm really glad because of everything you tend to take away from high school. Now, you do remember calculating circumference of a circle Area of a circle. What? It involves some pie talk. That's what it involves. Um, well, okay, area of a rectangle or a square or a triangle. I mean, those are concepts. So the very first time you're trying to figure out you're going to paint something and you're trying to calculate the area of the wall. I mean, you know how you calculate square feet. We all we all do, surely. But see, those are mathematical principles that you do carry with you for the rest of your life. There are certain things, unless you're doing advanced math or some elaborate 
finance and statistics and quant stuff that I don't understand. You took a number of classes that equipped you for that, but you've never really used in real life. Financial literacy, most of us had to learn as we go. So this got me thinking, first of all, what you think of making financial literacy mandatory in schools. I don't see anybody who disagree with this. Maybe you do. I'd love to know why. But to me, I take it as a given. Most of us really wish we'd had this earlier. So when you go back to your time in school, now that you've had the seasoning, the opportunity as an adult to live, is there something you wish you had learned in high school to equip you for the real world? We were talking about it coming up, just chatting with Corey Hirsch, the former NHL goaltender, the mental health advocate. He said that's what he wished he'd learned, (laughs) more of an understanding of mental health and how we all carry our understanding, our knowledge, our learning, and to deal with stigma. Now, that's coming up, I think, improved in health and the whole human sciences area, I think. But it's been a decade or many since I sat in a high school class. So I did a little canvassing. And I was just talking about, for example, the list of things. Uh, Jeff Summers in Life Hacker. And if you get all your life hacks on TikTok, you might have seen some of these. Uh, life Hacker, he listed the 22 things I wish I had learned in high school and where you can learn them now. And of those 22 things, new cars, bad investment, good investment, true uh, cost of home ownership, how to understand opportunity cost, the art of negotiation and haggling, how to build your credit, how insurance works, how to spot a scam. I mean, those are eight different things. Oh, how to calculate compound interest is the eighth one. So out of his list of 22, Eight of them are financial, but there were more. Oh, yes, there are more. The things you wish you'd learned in high school. Tell me yours at 877-332-8255. This is where Saskatchewan comes to talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. So what do you wish you had learned in high school? I think most of us, uh, with some satisfaction now, look back and say, good on everybody who lobbied. And we were talking about the uh, Saskatchewan teacher in Swift Current who had pushed so hard for financial literacy. It'll be mandatory now for grade 10. You can't graduate in Saskatchewan high schools starting 24 without mandatory financial literacy in grade 10. Good job. So what do you wish you'd learned in high school? Went to uh, Jeff Summers on uh, Lifehacker. High school curricula does a pretty decent job on basic math and literacy, for example, but a lot of people graduate and spend the next decade realizing how woefully unprepared for real life they are. So he says these ones. I'm going to call you out, Jeff. If you took basic math, remember you said math was good? Splitting complicated restaurant bills. (laughs) Come on. That's math. Except don't split bills exclusive of tax and tip. 
We all have friends who do that, right? You ever have friends? Well, easy math, okay? I had the $15 salad. You had the this, the this. I had a $3 drink, 15 3 um, Here's my 18 bucks. There was tax on it, and there's a 15 to 20% tip on it that I paid because I was the last one out of the restaurant when you threw your 18 bucks down and walked out. Yeah, that. Okay, so that's just a few other things. Uh, okay, so splitting complicated restaurant bills, you should be covered by math. New cars are not always good investments. True cost of home ownership, how to calculate compound interest. Happiness takes work. Yep. The real definition of consent. How to give a compliment. How to receive a compliment. How to understand the concept of opportunity cost. That hydration is life. (laughs) Oh, I wish I'd learned that years ago. The art of haggling and negotiation. Basic car maintenance. How to build your credit. How to deal with failure. How... Insurance works. Critical thinking skills. Oh, yes. How to deal with the police. How to spot a scam. What to do in an emergency. The art of conversation. Good time management. How to make friends. And basic cooking skills. I would agree with all of those. But you do notice, just as a shout out to uh, Ms. Lowe and the financial uh, people, Bad investments, home ownership cost, uh, compound interest, opportunity cost, negotiation, haggling, build your credit, how insurance works, how to spot a scam. That's like eight of the uh, 22 things on Jeff's list. So what do you wish you had learned in high school? 877-332-8255. Let's talk to you. James, thank you. Welcome. You're first up. What do you think uh, we should have learned? So I think that we should have all learned how to build resilience. You know, the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties or toughness, right? And that is too often, I think, what this woke culture and and, and too many times what we see. You know, I, I, I listen to the news and I see the union leaders, oh, they complain and they bitch and they moan about the the challenges of everything. When we were coming into COVID, why didn't we have some of them come up and say, hey, we're coming into a challenging time. We know that there will be, it it will be taxed upon us, but we're ready to stand up for the challenges. And we just want to reassure the public that we're here behind all of them and they can rely on us. But no, that's not the message we hear. And so there is, I think, I would, you know, it's kind of interesting. That's one thing my father did. And today would have been his birthday. You know, he's passed. But but that was one of the greatest blessings my father ever gave me, was the capacity to be resilient. And I wish we could teach that to, to children nowadays. But, you know, resilience, see, it's interesting you say that. I, I couldn't agree with you more. But isn't that the role of parents? Because every child is going to encounter you don't get what you want. You fall down. You fail. 
And failure is one of those things we bounce back from if if we're thinking uh, the right way. Uh, you get hurt. I mean, these are all things that we've lived through, and it starts when we're toddlers. Well, there, there's truth to that. I guess the, what, I, what I'm saying is that if it's kind of embedded into the rest of the conversation, maybe then we get a, away from that focal point of always being kind of the victim, right? And so times will be tough at times, right? How do you persevere? How do you ensure that that project gets completed? It's a great point. And, and some of us had the advantage of having great teach. I mean, I remember teachers who just dinned that into us, and it was, it was part of life. I mean, you were unhappy with a paper you gave to a teacher. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, I, uh, <laughs> so you do it this different, that different? Yep. Well, next time do that. And your mark got better. Or, you know, your phys ed teacher. You know, you were dogging it, you, you got hurt, you did something. And again, it wasn't insensitive. I mean, we, we have this weird binary thing now because we live in a world of very, very protected people and the culture of we're all victims. And, and, you know, well, you're mean if you suggest things. And, and some of the best teachers weren't mean, but they just said, you got to get up and you got to keep on. And you got up and you kept on and it got better. Or the expression, it will get better which is one of those great resilience builders. It will get better. This too shall pass. I joked about that. That's my, each of my kids have done that. You used to say that all the time, this too shall pass. Well, thank you, because I believe that to be true. So is there something you wish you had been taught in high school? Lloyd and Prince Albert, I think a lot of people are going to agree with yours. Hey, morning, John. Wishing you all the best. Uh, well, thanks, sir. Definitely buying your your first house. You know, when a guy's younger and stuff, and he thinks, hey, that's a nice house. I'd like to buy that. But then you think, but I'm working. I only make this much. Oh, wait a minute. i got to go to the bank and check out. Wait a minute. i got to go talk to a lawyer. Wait a minute. Like, stuff keeps <laughs> coming up. That, you know, that's a great point, because even if you've been saving up for a house, you know, let's say you put the down payment together, you've been, you've been working on it for a while, does anybody really know all the steps you take when you want to make that offer? No, definitely not. No, that, that's a great point, because I remember the first house we ever bought. And then you hope the people you're dealing with are scrupulous, and most of them are, yes. but you could really get lay, waylaid because you just don't know anything. Exactly. Okay, so that would that be, you think, part of financial uh, planning in school? Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Cause they also hit you with, as you know, when you buy a house, you have to pay the uh, uh, tax on it, too, and that's kind of a shock the first time. <laughs> Is it ever? Yeah, I remember PIT. Did they still call it that? Principal Interest in Tax? That was... they not probably not called that anymore, but I remember that one going, hey, the house is this, the interest rate's this. What? Taxes? Yeah. 877-332-8255. Uh, here's another one. This is Beatrice Silva. I love her list. How to ask for a raise she wished somebody had taught her in high school. That's a tricky one because that is certainly part of financial management in that way. But, yeah, I mean, how do you ask for a raise? I've, I don't, I mean, now there's a ton of stuff written on it, but, yeah. You wish somebody taught you how to do that. How to handle stress. Mm -hmm. Insurance, which again gets back to financial. 
Virtually every list people put together, stuff I wish I learned in high school, has got a financial component. Uh, here are a couple other ones. How to apply for a passport. Well, you can go online and figure that out, can't you? Well, maybe not. Okay. How to make a resume. Here's the one I like. Self-defense. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. CPR. I actually took a CPR course last year because I've lived my whole life not wanting to be that bystander. You know, somebody drops, what do you do? Well, now, thanks to some great EMTs who taught the course and gave me a little certificate, I know. And CPR is easy and it's really, really important. Okay, thank you for that one. Um, <laughs> Beatrice Silva, how to fly a plane. Where did that come from? Now, I guess, I guess if you're watching a movie, you're out in a plane and the pilot drops and you can't do CPR. <laughs> Sorry, it's all linked. Uh, excuse me, I'll just now uh, apply the flaps. And, okay, uh, no accounting personal taste. Um, how to do laundry. A significant number of people are challenged by that. Now, that becomes generational. Because if you were of a certain generation, at some point, somebody in the family, or maybe not, I had to learn myself. Yeah, okay. How to do laundry. Okay, I vote heartily for that one. Email etiquette. That'd be a good one. How to dance. Did you... I was... Okay, I... Thought I knew more than the dance instructor. Um, home repairs. Time management. Politics, i.e., what do the parties represent? What's it all about? Why should I vote? Which is very important. That's critical. Uh, good manners. Gosh. See, that's parenting 101. And if you can't, and if you didn't have good manners, it's hard to pass them along to kids. But just read up. I mean, gosh, well-mannered kids. You just Everything works better. Uh, managing relationships, managing money, how to file your taxes. See, all of this is financial planning. How to change a flat tire. Have you, could you do that? I, okay, there used to be a time when I had many flat tires. So every car I would get, I knew where the jack was, knew where the tire was. I, I checked the, you know, the spare. I am now one of those totally useless types where I go, hmm, had this car for a few years. I think there might even be a tire in there somewhere. It would be terrible if I had to find it at one in the morning in a snowstorm. So good things to check. Okay, things you wish you had learned in high school. Go back and say, even in some health class. Or some, now that it's financial literacy, will be mandatory. That's great. But is there something in some class they should have dropped on you that would have made your life so much better? Uh, yes, the usual list when we talk about this does involve conversations on birth control. <laughs> you do have responsibility for that. You don't take someone else's word for it, did you? 877-332-8255. Phones are yours. Get to the texts next on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME.
So there will be a mandatory grade 10 financial literacy course. And I was talking about Cindy Lowe, the great teacher from Swift Current, who uh, was one of the driving forces to take financial literacy, make it mandatory. Well, it will be uh, starting 2024 in Saskatchewan, a a grade 10 course you're going to have to do in the 24 school year. So good to see that coming. So it got us thinking, though, what do you wish you had learned in high school? 877-332-8255. Frank in Regina, what do you wish you'd learn then? Not just for myself, but for everyone. Where the government gets its money. (laughs) Where does it get that money? Out of my pocket. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And people just think if it comes from the government, it's free. That's a good point. It's a very good point. And even now that you learn that sometimes in economics... But even in a financial literacy class, doesn't hurt to say governments like any other enterprise have a revenue line. They have an expense line. The revenue line they get from taxes, from us, from businesses, from other things, and expense, here's how they spend it. Uh, Greg says logic and the art of debate. You know, sort of formal logic. That's a really neat thing. Often you don't take it till you take a philosophy class. Greg says, logic, art, of debate. Dean says, I wish I had learned how to do without, which is kind of part of the resilience piece, I think. Uh, Tim in Saskatoon, I wish I'd learned public speaking and parliamentary procedure. I went to Toastmasters later in life. It was one of the best things I ever did. Uh, Tom in Regina, on asking for a raise, My big brother taught me how to ask for one, told me to ask the company how much money I make for them. And when they think about that, it worked. Uh, This is Maggie in Regina. What you wish you'd learned in high school, change a tire, how to do it. Conflict resolution. Speaking to someone about your mental health and how to maintain a vehicle. Brad says, the power of compound interest which you do learn in financial literacy, would be something every one of us should have learned. Uh, basic life skills, says uh, Brad. How to do a budget check, tire pressure, oil, and fluid levels in your vehicle. Clayton and Regina, something on interpersonal skills, and in particular, how you deal with angry people. <laughs> That's very true, because often, even in your own family, you know, you you just all get along so well, or you just make the daily compromises. What happens in real life when you meet somebody who is genuinely angry? Of course, you know what your reflexive response is. Sometimes that works. More often than not, it doesn't. De-escalate, calm it down, slow it down, is usually what works. Um, three important things, says Emily, how to handle disappointment, how to handle the death of a loved one, and how to handle success. Those are good ones. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.